In these uncertain times, two beards start an epic journey to grow their own food. With great beards comes great responsibility. And these two have taken it on to help people across the globe with their farming and gardening problems. This is Two Beards on the Grow. And now, your host. We're on. So, uh, this is our third episode. We want to thank you for chiming in. I am one half of the hostess of the mostesses. I'm Rooster, and this is... I'm James with uh, Clark's Greens. Glad to be back with you guys. So, real quick on the intro part, we uh, we lost our video from the second one. So, we're going to do a... I think we're going to do a quick two, quick recap of the second episode. Yeah, I think this will be like a... a a uh, two and three this will be episode yeah. two and three on uh instagram so when yeah. y'all look at that post so we learned to uh <laughs> keep keep our phones charged <laughs> and charge our, our devices uh but you know hey this is part of the process for us you know we're, we're just building this out so it's kind of a funny moment for us but uh yeah you want to just jump, jump into it yeah Talk yeah uh, uh before we get into any of that okay. um if you're chiming in live uh, we have an Instagram now. We just set it up like before we came on. So uh, go head over there. It's uh, two beards on the grow. TWO or two? Uh, stand by. I'll tell you right now. Uh, <laughs> again, we just set it up, guys. So bear with us. It is uh, two beards underscore uh, on the grow. And you can find us on Instagram. So number, just, n- number two? No, or sp- uh, spell it out. Yeah, TWO. T-W-O. Yeah. 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 So you can go over there and follow us. If you look at my last post, I... Uh, I tagged it like 10 times, so you can go over there and start following. We're going to be uploading all these episodes to there directly. Um, we're working out a kink with our anchor. I think I need to get a couple episodes loaded before it starts to activate it, but as soon as we do that, it will shoot it right along, and uh, y'all can start listening to the episodes live there. So Yeah, hell yeah. Um, we got a lot done in a little break. That was pretty awesome. We were trying to set up accounts and stuff. So Yeah, we had to set up a link tree and... All this yeah. and domain names and all sorts of stuff. So it's 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 a busy world. Hell yeah! But yeah, if you're chiming in, we're gonna be getting into. Um, we just had on our last podcast, we had somebody chime in and they had some issues with their tomato plants. Um, it looked like maybe had something had bored into it or something had done, uh, ate it. Whatever the case was. Uh, we both kind of just looked at it and we just figured that it'd be easier if they just cut the plant directly above the part that had been eaten and yeah. uh, just go ahead and get that in some water and start rooting it out. And yeah. uh, once that starts going, that's one great thing about tomatoes is they have all these little fingers that grow all over and you yeah. can bury them as deep as you need to and they'll spread root from that. So that's uh, that's really important. So Yeah, I mean, it was some of it looked, whatever the impacted part was, whether it was a pest or a fungus, uh, the great thing about tomatoes is, I mean, they're, they're so versatile. So, yeah, I mean, the plant was still savable. That was pretty cool because it wasn't covering the whole plant. Um, so it was it was a really cool thing to uh, be able to get that out there uh, right away. So that was awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jump in that. Uh, recap the episode. The uh, one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's one thing. I want to chime that in before we get into all oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's one thing we, that we were wanting to do on this podcast is help people. And second episode, we're already helping people. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> so we're yeah. doing it. Yeah, we appreciate uh, yeah. you guys interacting with us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, any you have any questions, y'all can uh, send us a message, direct messages on here. 
uh, Clark Greens. You can go to Two Beards and message us there. All those three, we're all mm-hmm. on there, and we'll be more than happy to help you out. So Yeah, we've got all of our connects on there. Our links are all on there. Yeah, all of our links there. are on there. So, yeah, uh, yeah we'll do a little recap. Uh, if you want to go ahead sure. and chime on the recap. And, so I think on episode two we talked about, and we're just going to kind of go through it real quickly, but we talked about you know uh, knowing what to grow and how to grow it. Um, so we first the first episode was talking about um, – like setting up a beginning and then we got into like how to grow on episode two and, and what to grow. So it's starting to know by starting out by knowing your climate, your grow zone, knowing what your last frost date was, and then also knowing how long your grow season is. And then really starting with some of the easier crops. Like, you know, we kind of went back and forth on what we thought were easier crops to start with, like whether it be tomatoes or okra or something like uh, snap beans, um, squash, um, basil, um, if you're going to try a berry, strawberries or a blueberry bush or something that grows really well in your area, but just finding something that's easy for you to grow and then starting there. And if something dies, don't worry, just start again. And we kind of got into that with, with episode two. Um, and then from there, we talked about, you know, how to continue to grow successfully through the seasons and taking care of your plant with soil or with top dressings. And then we talked about a little bit of challenges whether it be with weather, like we're about to have, uh, we're, we're sitting out here in winter in San Antonio. So we talked about our climate and our growing area, 8B with, um, it's 71 degrees outside right now. It's, yeah. it's a gorgeous day, a little bit overcast. Tomorrow it'll be 77 to 79, but then here in less than a week, right on Valentine's Day weekend, I think we're going to be 20 to 30 degrees. Yep. So we're supposed to get a freeze. Um, but we have a great climate here. We have a long growing season and we touched on that and how we kind of play to those growing styles here, whereas up north they're still covered in snow. So your style of gardening or growing large or small scale is going to really be determined by your weather and your grow zone. So really knowing those areas and then picking seed packets or picking products that you want to grow or starts um, from number one, a, a, a well-known or verified grower or supplier. You know, we shout out to Johnny's because they're a great seed provider. Um, you can pick up locally from us. Um, yep. uh, Rich um, just got a uh, donate a plant, grab a plant, set yeah. up at his place. Yep. Um, we distribute all kinds of starts and ste- starts and seeds as well. But knowing where your where your seeds or your starts come from is super important because some nurseries provide stuff that does not potentially grow in your area, like Home Depot and Lowe's. Also, they might be selling you a lot of different cool starts, but they might not be well known for growing in your area. So for us, lettuce was a topic also, growing heat-tolerant but cold-resistant lettuce, Um, finding heat-tolerant tomatoes. That way you don't stop producing tomatoes in summer. So we touched on those topics as well because that's super important in the next step of growing your own food and becoming food-dependent. Um, and then from there, I think we got into some uh, a, a big, pretty good conversation about pests. You know, we talked about using uh, how you can battle pests, whether it be using like something organic like neem oil or Dr. Bronner's or spray bottles to just knock down aphids or deal with visible pests, picking off caterpillars. And then we got into like an uh, integrated pest management program, which is something that we're focusing on here this year um, to really focus on using good bugs to battle bad bugs. And we gave a couple of shout outs to um, uh, Arbico. <laughs> Come on. Organics. I know Sorry. you have it. <laughs> Arbico, Arbico Organics. Um, super awesome bug uh, bug supplier uh the owner was on a podcast recently with farm small farm smart um talking about how you use beneficial uh, insects phenomenal episode i've listened to it three times now because she named specifics that play to what we're doing here um also nature's good guys is another good website to order from locally um i i recommend staying away from ordering bugs on amazon because sometimes they don't show up alive unless you're getting earthworms 
Earthworms seem to be pretty consistent on Amazon. But, um, you know, just using good good bugs to battle bad bugs was a large part of the conversation. And you and, can order you yeah. can order bugs uh, here. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, oh, uh, yeah. buy them locally. Yeah. Um, we use um, Garden Center. They're yeah. over close to us on the north side. Uh, they're at actually at Bandera and Prue. And uh, we bought our ladybugs there. I mean, they they were I don't know. I think it was two thousand or something like that for uh, ten bucks, twelve bucks, yep. whatever case was. And uh, they stuck around for a long time. I mean, you can buy. Uh, and I know uh, Rainbow Gardens always have the. Uh, yeah, they, I know you used yeah. them. The. Um, uh, Praying mantis. Praying mantis. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I knew you'd get it. This guy, <laughs> uh, the praying mantis yeah. eggs. They always have those at Rainbow Gardens. You can always check them out too. If yeah. you're if you're if you're local, so. and you'll save money locally because the shipping is a lot of it also, and then having somebody produce it. And, I mean, so there's a lot that goes into. I mean, the bug business is a whole nother game, which which I haven't really dabbled in, but I've seen people start like mealyworm businesses and things like that, and that's fantastic. We're just not there yet, but. Um, using good bugs to battle bad bugs was a large part of it, and really growing an encouraging environment that that uh, good bugs want to live in. You know, you, you want to be able to attract all kinds of uh, beneficials to your area, pollinators. We didn't really touch on that, but all, there's all kinds of different bees and flies that are pollinators. Um, but with that, you know, you're going to always have something eating your plants if you're doing it organically and you're not spraying. I mean, ideally, you want, you want to see... A, balanced ecosystem where there are all kinds of different life forms on your grow because that just means you're doing things right if you don't see bugs eating your plants you're either not doing it organically or something might be off in your ecosystem so right. there's there's always going to be bugs there's always going to be pests there's always going to be things that are trying to get the good food like you are but um that's that's why we talk about different ways to balance that and we really get into that um in that episode um you know seen wasps um people think they're pests i mean those are great hunters um we talked about ladybugs a lot and how they're they're really cool for aphids uh lace wings as well you know those little green bugs with clear wings that there's all different kinds there's brown green there's all different varieties of lace wings but yeah um how beneficial are those for taking out soft body insects so um yeah we got into some pretty good conversations on that last episode um and uh, we just wanted to kind of recap it a little bit to uh give you a little bit of insight on what that what that is we do have the audio for that and that will be available but the video we um we lost but uh yeah definitely a good episode um and look integrated pest management i mean i'll say it again um using good bugs to battle a bad bugs and creating a balanced ecosystem is so cool because when you're out there and you see a wasp snag a caterpillar (laughs) off of a vine it's like it's i mean there's a website you can follow called nature is metal on instagram but it's like so cool you know you're seeing like nature take out nature and or watch ladybug nymphs just chomping away on aphids or praying mantis just totally destroy something it's it's pretty awesome (laughs) to see that those things working for you um and then once you create that ecosystem you know life will stay around and those things will hang around in your area so um we're gonna go pretty aggressively with good bugs this year because we're trying to prevent what we had challenges with last year uh, we had a lot of hornworms. We had a lot of stink bugs. We get these really large um, flying stink bugs, like shield bugs. Forget the exact name, but they are pretty good size, and they smell horrible. The black ones? Uh, they're like black, black and brown. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they're really large shield bugs. Um, what are they called? Uh, sometimes they get mistaken for assassin bugs. They're nymphs too, but their uh, their back hind legs have. They're like leaf footed bugs, is what they're called. Um, you can tell because their back hind legs kind of flare out and assassin bugs legs are typically straight when you're looking for the comparison. 
But you, we, we battled with that last year, so we're trying to find things that eat those things. And then vine borers was another problem yeah. that we had. So there is a certain parasitoid that I'm trying to find uh, from the Arbicode podcast that uh, hopefully will battle those. And if we can get that under control, we'll go back to growing squash. Um, this year we're growing starts for squash and we're providing starts because I used to live across town and we had no issues with squash bug or uh, squash vine borers. Vine borers, yeah. Um, so we grew squash and zucchini as long as my arm. It was gigantic. I mean, so um, this this side of town, though, however, we have dealt with a lot of vine borers. So if we can get the vine borer situation mixed and uh, under control, then we're going to go back to uh, growing a lot more squash. Right now we're providing starts and we're doing all that, but that's all indoors. So we have a grow room here where we... We do that kind of stuff, though it's pest-free. So, um, yeah, I mean, just really knowing your climate, what you want to grow, know your seasons, know your, your grow zones and how long they are, know what you can grow and what types of temperature, and then really controlling the pests and what's going on in your environment is really the next step of that uh, uh, growing your own food. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I And it's, and it's not just... You got to understand uh, bugs, good and bad, are just like a stray dog. If yeah. they get fed, they're going to know to go back there to get food every time. And yep. so uh, bugs that are eating up your garden, they know, oh, man, this, this this guy, he's got some fresh veggies. I want to get over there. I want to eat that. That's what I want to do. And then there's so many of them. Then you got your good bugs that are over here like, man, that guy's got great veggies. He really attracts my dinner. So I'm going to go back there and I'm going to keep doing it. You know, yeah. same thing with bees. You know, they know that there's flowers and there's stuff that they can get pollen and they can pollinate stuff. They're going to get in there and they're going to fly back as much as they can to get what they need. So it's important to make sure you keep that repetition up to make sure that you get the, the bugs that you need, you know, back. So, yeah. And there's a lot of like, depend, even depending on what, how you're growing, like we talked about in episode one, like if you're growing at a home, an apartment, um, if you have a balcony, all these different types of operation, you can keep your plants alive year round and those beneficials will stick around no matter how big or small it is. You'll see ladybugs on your balcony, ladybugs in the backyard. So um, in winter, some of these things go dormant or they hibernate um, like other larger mammals and things do. So they may disappear, but they will come back as long as you foster that environment. And if you have shelter for them, so like you can do things like grow hedgerows or other bushes that survive in the winter and bugs will, will live in those over winter um little bug houses that you can get we have a bunch of those little things um, all over the places that all over the place that encourage different types of um lone like bees and pollinators to stay in them so there's a lot of things that you can do to encourage good bugs to stick around and then uh mi uh homes mi home farmstead asked about companion planting absolutely we talked about companion planting as well um i think we mentioned milkweed because aphids love milkweed, yeah, um, and it does really well in this area. So if you grew milkweed, like if you're ha- having an aphid problem and you grew milkweed like off to a corner, they will be all over that and they will leave your stuff alone. They love that stuff. So um, there's a lot of different things that you can do to attract pollinators and deter pests as well. Um, you mentioned uh, nostrum, yeah, we absolutely use that um, and look to see what else you can grow next to each other. There are some things that people say you can't grow next to each other or you shouldn't grow next to each other. Um, Cords and peppers. Sure. Yeah. The, <laughs> the only thing I've really experienced is like crossbreeding, like cantaloupe and watermelon. I've heard of that one. And then I was like, okay, cool. So I won't grow it next to each other. But um, there there are the, – the way I look at the, the growing something next to something else is like only if it's going to suck the nutrients out of it. So like if you're going to grow something that's like a heavy nitrogen feeder – 
you probably don't want to grow something next to it that needs a lot of nitrogen if it's a smaller crop because one plant's going to pull it, the other plant's not going to get it. Right. So if you have something that's a heavy nitrogen feeder um, or pulls a lot of a certain uh, element out or a lot of uh, nutrients out, grow something that it puts it back in. Yeah, you know, grow, like get beans, one like like beans and corn, beans and, and you corn, put whole beans, pull beans, like we do a Kentucky, uh, Kentucky something bean. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's a pole bean. It grows mm-hmm. with corn, and they get their uh, nitrogen from the air, and they suck it back in the roots, and they put it in the yeah. corn. Since corn is such a big feeder for nitrogen, that's, you yeah. know, it's not companion planting just isn't for pests and stuff like that. It's also uh, beneficials for plants mm-hmm. that need something or can't get something the same way, so... It, it you know you got to think about stuff like that too so yeah and that's that and that's also with the we also got into rotational growing so like if you grow uh tomatoes in a pot because you're living in a balcony or you have a balcony area pardon me um grow grow tomatoes one year in a pot but the next year grow the tomato in a different pot or re, revitalize your soil by adding more nutrients to it or top dressing with compost because certain plants pull out certain nutrients so you know that's why you want to do rotational growing or, or gardening because if you grow the same things in the same area, eventually, depending on how heavy they feed, your your soil will be depleted and it'll go from soil to dirt. And it's not uncommon to find potted plants that aren't, or, or some grow areas that, that aren't doing well and you're, you're questioning why. And then when you pull something out of the ground, you, you basically just have dirt versus a healthy soil ecosystem. So always look at top dressing with compost, mulch, um, making your own compost, buying good compost, and uh, those will help those things. But that's what we really dived into or dove into as oh, yeah. episode yeah. two. So. I think, uh, yeah. you know, we're we're, uh, we're already about halfway into this episode. Um, I guess we'll just go ahead and continue on to the uh, the whole uh, feeding your plant. Uh, we'll Absolutely. get into some compost. Um, you can make uh, compost tea. You can make all sorts of different stuff that's going to feed your plant. So we could jump into, uh, we'll jump into that and use up uh, the last... Uh, 16 minutes of this episode and, and sure. talk about that so if you have questions about uh, compost anything like that feel free to chime in we'll answer whatever questions we can to do that uh, we actually make all of our own compost here at well maybe not here at his house but at my yeah. house we make all of our own compost uh, i have a, a homemade compost bin that i made that gets turned uh, every other day and then we uh, compost all of our leaves and other plants and stuff like that inside uh, black trash bags they get in there, we soak them down, we tie them up, they get put in the sun, and they just get to bake, you know, for the season, mm-hmm. and then uh, they get used for the season after. So they'll get all through the summer and get burnt up and whatever yeah. else, and then when stuff that's uh, pulled up and not getting grown during the winter, they all that compost gets put into that for the next season. So uh, don't waste anything. Your leaves and table scraps and all that stuff a lot of our table scraps gets put to the chickens and then we have wood chips and stuff that's put into their bin uh so they can just turn that and poop into that and all that so everything is just getting recycled over and over so really important for you to make sure that you keep all that so we got two things here shout out uh, mi uh home farmstead pardon me uh good job on the milkweed yeah let it let it grow for a couple years then it'll sprout i'm glad you guys got that as well uh chicken underscore sign asked uh what's your favorite breed of chicken um i like those uh those fluffy heads uh <laughs> god i can't remember their name right now uh we had we had one at the farm and he looked just like albert einstein so we called him al yeah um uh, but uh we have uh we have baird rocks that's what okay. we have 
and uh, we have a couple. We have three comets. We have three Easter eggers, but the the uh, the bared rocks. Those are those are probably my favorite. They I like the the bluish greenish feathers they have, like that are kind of you know circulated inside their feathers. So we we have a couple couple nice ones at the house. And for uh, for composting, you know we're going to be building a nice big compost area here. We haven't yet, but we've been kind of composting some different hay and some other stuff that we got um, this past year. Um, also, in our, for our fruit orchard area, um, I've started composting and breaking down some hay, and I've had it soaking in water for about two weeks with some other soil in there just to kind of add some more microbes. Um, shout out to uh, Marco, uh, Micros by Marco. Uh, great info, man. Thanks for that. Uh, and uh, we're going to be distributing that uh, hay that's been soaking all around our fruit trees and let that just soak in and feed and top dress. But when it comes to feeding and nutrition, there's so many different things that you can do for your for your plants um, you can always go to just top dressing with different amendments or nutrients adding more compost after you flip a bed or grow in a different pot you can always add more compost in because it's going to slowly start to degrade a little bit um, you can looking at adding specific amendments i think we also talked about uh, alfalfa meal or alfalfa pellets yeah in episode one or two um and using that, it's a great way to add nitrogen back in. It's also a slow-releasing form because it doesn't break down or get washed out. Like if you accidentally overwater, these things aren't going to flush out like other liquid nutrients might. So you can add specific amendments, but then you also get into liquid amendments um, like fish and kelps, um, different types of meals. And you can, you can either spray or water them in um, using conventional methods or an aquaponic system if you're into that as well. And then you can do foliar sprays also. I mean, there's 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 so many different ways to do uh, to feed your plants. Um, we were using foliar sprays, and I actually have a, a backpack sprayer up here in the corner um, that we were using for a fish and kelp meal, um, and we were doing foliar sprays last year. And the only thing I would say to be cautious about that is you will come back in smelling like the ocean. Um, <laughs> and it's a, and it's really more important. like some dirty poo because uh, it gets pretty hot out there in the summer, but it, the plants love it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And it, I think it's really important too to start feeding your plant from the very beginning. Um, James makes all his own uh, potting soil, you know, starting soil. So yeah. uh, he gets to put all that stuff. So your plant gets that real healthy food, you know, right from the beginning of its life. I mean, they can they get to feed right there. So it when they get moved to that that next spot, they're already a really healthy plant. So that's something to really look into to make sure that you get that real real good uh, seed at the very beginning. So hey, yeah, and absolutely, and thank you for that. The um, we had an example the other night about our cucumbers. You know, we planted. I think we're probably on day twelve now of our cucumbers, and we have cucumber sprouts that are pretty good size right now. Yeah. Um, by making our own starting mix and seed starting mix, we are able to ensure that that they are jam packed with nutrients right from the beginning. So as soon as we the the sprouts pop out of the soil, they're they're feeding. I mean, the, the roots are looking for water. Once you have your first couple sets of leaves, the plants are looking for nutrition. They're going to get what they need for photosynthesis from lights or from your sunny window, but they're also looking for food and nourishment in the soil. So um, we had cucumbers that popped right away, and all of a sudden, I mean, they were huge. And by the time we were transplanting them from a 72 cell into a three or four inch round pot, um, they already had some good growth on them. And yeah. then now even on day two, because we transplanted, what's the Monday? Yeah. We transplanted... Uh, Saturday night, and we went into, or Saturday or Friday night, we went into the wee hours, and we're just transplanting, and uh, they've already shown off some more growth. So by by really having a healthy base and a healthy soil system, we're ensuring that our plants are set up for success. And it's just another thing that you can do, <clears throat> excuse me, to get a healthier, a healthier plant and a more hardier harvest. We really want to focus on 
um, putting off as much food as we can for our space. So we're, we're growing vertically. So we need a lot of plants that are very sturdy and hardy that can go up trellises. And also with bug pressure being do, doing organically, you got to put something out there that's healthy and that's sturdy because yeah. if not, it'll just get eaten up. But yeah, um, and my homestead also asked if we have a YouTube. We don't have a YouTube quite yet. We were kind of bouncing around with that. We started uh, uh, we started the, everything on Instagram. We started our own Instagram uh, page for our podcast, and you can find our podcast on um, Anchor. Our Anchor, and our, there's a link on there through Linktree. So we're doing our podcast right now on Anchor, um, and we're going to be doing all of our content videos on Instagram. All of our videos are saved on here yeah. under a series, so you can you can click you can yeah. click on there, um, and we'll be labeling them and numbering them so that way you can follow along. Um, Instagram is our main platform right now, along with Anchor, but yeah. we're, the future is a future we don't know but i mean right now we want it to be easy for you guys to interact so that way if you're coming on instagram and you have a question you can find the video you can source us directly as well you can ask a specific question and then if you wanted to revisit a podcast you can just look back to um uh anchor pardon me so yeah and you can fo- you, you can follow you can follow both of our uh, personal pages yeah. too uh you're on ours right now his yeah. is uh clark underscore clark Clark's underscore green, green. Yeah. Um, you can uh, look under there. He's always got videos posted. I always have videos posted. Yeah. Uh, I I have a uh, a YouTube vlog actually yeah. on mine, so you can always check that out. Yeah. Um, also on my personal, I do um, instructional videos. Yeah. You can look through the sections uh, for pruning and seeding and yeah. uh, transplanting and Same stuff time, like yeah. that. It's they're like little two three minute little videos to help people just get started and stuff like that so yeah so on, on this on this one that we're doing with this specific podcast uh, with two beers on the grow we're gonna be very focal on some different topics but then to rooster's point you can link to both of us and find specific videos and how to's on both of our pages that will get you more specifics um, right now he's got a lot of chickens I don't have chickens yet so we're, we're focusing on produce so if you have questions about chickens and I would definitely go to him for that um, we both have instructional videos so um, you can always find more specifics from both of us at any time and reach out to us on any platform on either one on this Instagram or our individuals. And we will always get back to you and get your questions answered as well. So yeah. um, we're putting out a lot of information, but we wanted it to kind of be centralized right now. And by doing the Instagram and having our podcast on Anchor, it's giving us that opportunity to kind of keep everything together and not have to manage multiple platforms at once. Right now. Yeah, we're just getting sure. started and this is fun. And we want it to stay that way. So we also <laughs> want it to be... Uh, it does. It can't be too cumbersome, you know. What yeah. I mean? it, with the moment it stops being yeah. fun, it, it's yeah. that that's going to take everything out of it. You know, this yeah. is a this is a way for us to help some people, and you know, uh, people to understand. I mean, with people, with when you start growing, you're, it's cultivating. You yeah. know, you're 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 slowly saving the world when you start taking stuff on like that. Absolutely. So it's it's a it's a a whole circle of people that have to take on gardening and have to do that to to save what we need. You know, people don't have really haven't understood that. <laughs> bees are life if sure. we don't have pollinators and we're we're screwed like <laughs> yeah that's you know that there's that's why it's so important to to really control and, and try to do organic as much as possible i mean even living in a house i mean there's so many ways that you can control pests without having to actually spray a lot of stuff and um yeah i mean you, you gotta have pollinators man yeah gotta have pollinators you know every you know that's why we try to stay away from a 
GMOs and stuff like that. They're like, oh, well, those are grown to keep bad pests. Well, they'll keep good pests away too. You know, it's like, yeah, it goes both ways. I mean, it's just as going to keep one, it's going to keep them all away. So it's like, that's why you want to do heirlooms. You want to do, you know, organic. You want to keep that stuff as much as you can. So, yeah, they found Roundup resistant plants. They made Roundup resistant plants by finding plants that grew in Roundup tanks. And then they took those genes and put them in other things. I mean, so there's, when you get into the science of all that, it's just it's just not natural. I mean, there's differences also between hybridization and cross pollinating versus versus farming, and then the whole GMO conversation gets into how uh, big companies like Roundup and big companies like um, uh, what was the name of this company? Um, I forget, but uh, actually go to battle with farmers for for trying to save their own seeds. So, like, if you bought there was a whole documentary on this. Um, if you bought seeds from this provider. And then you tried to save your own seed, so you didn't have to buy their GMO seed anymore. They could actually sue you for, uh, uh, what was it called, um, a breach of contract or something, because yeah. then you're trying to save their seeds. And it's like, well, hold on a second, I, I bought the seeds from you. So there's a whole thing with that, with, with GMO seed and um, a lot of farmers that they battled through. So, you know, when you when you look at these different industries, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bigger problem and there's a bigger picture that, that goes into that, but... Um, we just focus on the organic stuff here, you know, so, um, really trying to keep your pollinators and everything going, um, and really trying to keep, uh, everything as concise as we can on this, uh, Instagram page, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I had something else I totally love, totally. Yeah. That's all cool. Um, nature is always right. Absolutely. And thank you for that shout out. Um, you know, you create a balanced ecosystem and life will thrive. I mean, you know, um, the point I was going to make was back in the day, they were called victory gardens um i think sweden or sweden i believe um there's a lot of neighborhoods where everyone has a front yard or grow operation and your neighbors trade and barter so you grow corn i grow tomatoes vice versa and we trade and we provide for each other someone grows grain someone has chicken someone has bees imagine how cool it would be or what a world it would be if if, if everyone in your neighborhood, if you lived in a house or even in an apartment, everyone had balconies, everyone was growing something different and you could just trade or barter or provide um, without having to actually go to a grocery store, yeah. you know, um, why grow grass? I mean, you know, we always talk about that and that's always a hot topic is, you know, whenever I see garden, gardens, not lawns, gardens, not lawns, <laughs> you know, we drive by different neighborhoods and I drive by different fields and plots all the time and I see grass and I'm like, man, you, this could be something else. So. You know, there's a lot of way that we can become more independent as, as individuals, as, as states and cities and the nation. And I mean, providing your own food is one of them. I mean, we import so much from out of out of state and you can grow so much here. And honestly, sometimes it's like, hey, if it's winter, well, maybe we shouldn't grow tomatoes then. Because yeah. It's, yeah. Unless you have a greenhouse, you're not going to have tomatoes in the winter and that's okay. But yeah. you know what you will have? Root vegetables, lettuce, cold hearty crops, Brussels, broccoli. I mean, you can get all kinds of cool stuff. But it just depends on the seasonality of it. So it just makes it so much more special, you know, yeah. when 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 that season comes back and yeah. you're like, all right, tomatoes again, or cucumbers, or you know, anything like that. I mean, it's it's really important, you know, for you to for have those different things. Yeah. I mean, it's and it gives you that extra push to be like, man, next season, like I'm gonna I'm gonna nail that. I'm gonna get on yeah. it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get that done. So and uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a, a movement to try to get people together to grow to start community gardens as well. Um, my, my buddy used to live in New Mexico and he lived they were in concrete uh, cinder block houses, which I the first time I ever saw that it was pretty interesting to see the little commune and it was pretty cool. 
but they had a community garden. They had like a whole block of a plot where people could just come out and can grow food. Um, if you follow one, if you want to look at one here locally, also Bartels, uh, Bartels Garden, I believe is what it's called. Um, I'll give him a shout out later. Um, he runs a community garden here in town as well. And there's a, there's a lot of really cool people in your area that you can find that are doing community gardens or trying to at least start something up like that. And um, I think the idea that you had with the take a plant, leave a plant is also something else yeah. that's really cool to encourage people to grow because, you know, you don't have to spend money to do this. You, you can, if you eat produce right now, you can save your seeds and grow your own food. You can you can literally find a tomato plant sometimes growing on the side of a road because of a seed. And yep. so um, it doesn't take a lot of money to do this. You don't have to have huge investments to start growing your own food. If you look, if you want to look at growing large scale, sure, you put some money into it or you start somewhere and you build out. But the great thing about this is it's it's magnifiable. You start with a ten by ten space. Yep. You add another one, or you add five by five, or you do two by two at a time. You know, you can grow it out as quickly or as slowly as you want to. So it doesn't take a lot to get started by growing your own food and becoming food independent. And that's what I really love about this. And this is this is so much fun. I yeah. mean, you know, I wake up every morning, I think about farming. I'm making coffee, I think about farming. I go to work. I was I still work a day <laughs> job while I'm farming, so I still have we both still have our regular jobs while we do this as well. And I think about farming and I can't wait to get off. And, I, and so the moment somebody asks me a question, like, oh, I heard you grow. I'm like, and, and we laugh about it now because I'm like, I can, I can talk about it for hours because it's just so much fun. Yeah. And I think we mentioned it in episode one when, you know, the, when you harvest a potato or a tomato for the first time, I mean, the feeling is fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can't beat it. Yeah. I, you know, if you look at my personal page, why we try to make, we make videos and stuff like that at, uh, for low cost, you know, yeah. DIY stuff. You know, like I made a chicken tractor from my front yard to tear up all the grass. You should check that video yeah, out. It's awesome. 65 bucks for me to build this chicken tractor. It's as basic Freaking as it can awesome. go. The chickens go in there. They tear up the grass. I do a light till to get the last of the grass up, pull it up. I let the chickens get on there for a couple of days, poop inside there, get it all tilled up, move to the next spot. And they just been working their way around it. And they've already done half of one side and they just doing their thing i have a whole ton of videos of stuff that will teach you low cost stuff if that's what you're worried about if that's what's keeping you from gardening if that's what's stopping you from getting to that next point new we can show you ways to get started gardening for for free. twenty dollars yeah. if you needed to you know i mean for next to nothing for next to grow. nothing yeah. you could yeah. just get uh, some good potting soil with a couple little potters and some free seeds. I mean, you can hit anybody up for seeds. I mean, you yeah. know, everybody's always offering, you know, to uh, to get started with that. And like he said, if you have some fruits or vegetables or something that you're eating, take the seeds and save them, you know. And everybody thinks, oh, I can just take seeds out and save it. No, there's ways to do it. So make sure you look into, yeah. you know, how to preserve that seed when it comes out. Like uh, tomatoes have to be put in water for a week and got to stir the the gunk off of it to make sure that you to you know make sure that you can save them the right way and stuff so yeah you want to look into how you can preserve these seeds and then get to planting you know yeah absolutely and that's what's really cool about the growing community is like i mean you sure a lot of us provide stuff for for prices you know like if you wanted to buy a six pack of lettuce or some or a start yeah, yeah we'll sell it to you as well but we'll also provide it to you you know you can also ask us for something and look for help and we'll give we'll give more oftentimes than we sell in some cases because we're also building right now. So, you know, and with growers, when, um, with seeds, most people have more than they need and they'll share. It's so awesome. Like seed trades and, you know, you can ask me for seeds 
and and usually as long as I have them, I'm going to give you seeds. Yeah, you know. So if you're starting to if you're starting to grow and you're worried about um, price, don't because it's so easy. And there's so many videos about saving seeds on YouTube. Like when I got started, I was I would just look at how do I save tomato seeds? How do I know my pepper seeds are viable? Yeah. How do I save a cantaloupe seed? And there's so much cool content out there for specific topics as well when it comes to those things. So don't don't stress about the cost. Just give it a shot and uh, get to growing. You know, and I, I, I got to give you another shout out for that little chicken coop, man. That was, <laughs> that was fantastic. I mean, super beneficial. You talk about making the farm work for you. I mean, yep. we talked about prepping your, your ground in episode one. Well, the chickens do that. Yep. Weeds, grass, gone. Gone. Plus, and, they're, and they're fertilizing. So. Yep. Fish poo is, I'm sorry, chicken poo is gold, absolutely. Um, two and one. You move them, now all of a sudden, it's ready. So you don't even have to worry about it at that point. So great job on that because then all you got to do is cardboard and mulch or yep. and soil, and you can start growing, yep. you know. Yeah, this was my front. This is my front yard. This yep. is this is a front yard garden. And now, you know, not only do we have the take a plant, leave a plant in front of our so house cool, so people can – Come and drop plants off. They can give me plants, and I'll get them set up. I try to. I have a label maker, so they can. Uh, I can put my info. I can put their info. Everybody's tagged, and this is going back to building that community. Mm. Uh, anybody can drive by, and now that people are starting to see, they're like, "Hey, oh, you got chickens? Uh, what are they doing? Oh, they're pulling up the grass. We're making putting a garden. You're putting a garden in your front yard. Oh, wow! I never thought of I could do that. Yeah. Oh, how do I get started? Boom! I just yeah. got another person that's helping save the world right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and it's and that's that's really what we're after, you know, guys. So I mean, definitely uh, keep growing. I mean, don't stop. You know, and if you have questions, hit us up. But uh, we'll also be showing. I think something else to do would be we'll also be showing you some different tools and things that we use throughout these episodes. Um, so there'll be sometimes we have like props or things that we're showing you guys on inexpensive ways to uh, continue to grow out and build your build your grow operations or build your your homestead or your little miniature farm or your garden. So there's a lot of really cool things that we'll show you throughout this process as well, like how you can use milk crates or containers or different types of soil. So it won't just be us talking. We'll also have some video content where we can also show some pretty cool things yeah, as well. Yeah. Because, um, and also, if you send us a question, we might respond with a, a specific video or photo that kind of helps you with that because we want you guys to have that information and not just hear it. So we want you to actually see it. So the things that we're talking about are things that we've actually done or are doing. And we want you to be able to see that information. So don't hesitate. If we touch on a subject or we touch on something that's like, hey, well, I know you mentioned this. What do you mean? Or how does that work? We can typically, you can either find a video typically on our pages or we'll reference one um, or send you a link to one. Or we can make you put some quick content on us depending on uh, what we've got going on. But we'll typically be able to show you what we're doing in our grows. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one little tool that's uh, cheap and yeah. easy that I actually patted myself on the back was I actually have a, uh, I have a seeding tool. And it's a piece of bamboo yeah. that I drilled out, and I uh, cut it at an angle, and this thing goes right into the dirt. You drop your seed right into the bamboo; it drops it right into the ground. You cover it right up, and you know, and uh, uh, you can mark the bamboo so you know that you're getting you know the right depth on every seed. It's an easy way to do it. You know, little things like that. That I mean, that's it didn't cost me anything. That was free, and now I make sure that I have the exact depth on every seed that I need because. You know, you can put, you can just throw seeds in there and, and hope, but there are some seeds that are, that are, uh, sensitive when you're sowing them in. I mean, sure. they can, they can be too deep. They can't force their way out or they're not strong enough to do it. So it's important to make sure that, you know, you know, how deep you need to, you need to plant these. Absolutely. You know, and then we'll, we'll start touching on more tools. I mean, you don't have to have a lot of stuff to, uh, to grow. I mean, we have, 
obviously we have like rakes and shovels and things here uh, around the farm. I think there's some shovels in the corner behind me. But I mean, I use I use two tools, and I picked them up from a grower up north. <laughs> shout out shout out to Never State Farm Tools um, up in New York. I talk I talk about them so much and tag them when I can. Actually, I, I've I've purchased three tools from them. Um, high quality seeding trays, which are heavy duty and will last you a lifetime. The money you spend on them is perfect because it's it's uh pardon me, it's an investment and you'll never have to buy seed trays again. They're awesome. And yeah. I use the mutineer and the zipper. The mutineer is like a wire weeder that just make, saves your back, no bending over for weeds. You just drag it around your garden bed or your container growing or your rows and it takes a little sprouts out when they're small and it's so easy to use. And the zipper for direct sowing, one end is a is uh, like a little miniature plow so you can make a little row and the other end literally closes it back up so you can walk down open up the ground uh, without actually tilling uh, walk down and seed walk down and zip it shut so I mean trying to make things also as easy as possible and I will say before we break off when you're planting lettuce also or you're planting certain things I mean you got there's a there's a physicality to working outside and doing these things as well and we always talk about trying to save your save your back. And I know myself and another gentleman out uh, out the East Coast, Josh Satin, always talk about, you know, when you're planting lettuce, you're you're out there and you're leaning over. So the more things that you can do to save and control um, your environment helps you from a health standpoint as well. You know, when you're leaning over trying to plant lettuce, trying to be more efficient with it. So easier tools, simplistic, trying to make it as user friendly. Um, it does not take a lot of complex equipment to grow. You Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> 100%. So we'll get into some more systems and stuff as well. Um, and we'll go into more details on those things and different tools and ways that we do these things. So that way you can see them. Because one thing that we've done is we've done what we do by trial and error. Yeah. We got to where we are by spending a lot of time, sometimes spending a lot of money, wasting a lot of energy. And we went through those trials and frustrations that we'd want you guys to avoid. So the, one of, another one of our goals is to really help you avoid those things. And we will do as much as we can to show you that. Um, because smarter, not harder, absolutely, is, is what it's all about. I mean, time is money. You know, time is money. Your time is precious. This You want this to be fun. You want to be able to see your products being produced. But, um, yeah, smarter, not harder for sure. Yeah, definitely. You can take it from two older guys, right? sure. you know. Yeah. Say it's a uh, you. You want to save. You want to save. I've I abused myself, you know, for fifteen years yeah. doing construction and, you know, carrying lumber and my shoulders and knees and ankles and everything else. And you know, I'm I'm regretting it now. So take care of your body now because it's it yeah. it, it won't it, it won't last forever. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we're getting to the end of our episode. Uh, don't forget to. Uh, like, share our page, uh, two beards underscore on the grow. Um, we'll tag it here. You can start following it. Uh, we'll probably do a, a few more episodes before we start transferring over there. Make sure that yeah. you know we're uh, getting enough. You know, everybody's following and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. we'll be uh, trying to get some more followers on there, so y'all can start following it there. We'll we'll be sharing all the videos from here to there, so any page you'll be able to do it. And yeah. then eventually we'll be transferring over there full time. And uh, you'll be able to catch everything there. So, uh, yeah, the links are on both of our uh, profiles as well as the two beards on the grow Instagram. And again, we have everything linked together, so it's easy to access or get a hold of each one of us. And to, to Rooster's point, you can see the content, you can listen to it. Um, we'll have it all there for you. And if you have any specific questions, guys, um, let us know. Reach out, shoot us a DM, um, a video, a voice message. Any kind of questions, photos, um, thank you for reaching out to us on the last episode. We appreciated that, and I hope hope that helps. Yeah. Um, that's what we're here for. So 
let us know if we can help you guys and uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah and touching on what he said, if if it really comes down and it's really something, hit us with a live. Hit us with the yeah. live and we're, we're more than happy to, yeah. to talk to you and uh, get you fixed on what you need. So Absolutely. Yeah, cool. that's awesome. All right. Well, this is the end of the episode and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys.